What a great God. Appreciate the Lord tonight. And thankful for him. It's been a good week. We, you, you know, most everybody knows, I'm sure by now, that uh, Brother and uh, Dusty, Sister Karen had uh, their baby. And so we look forward to getting to meet in person uh, Archie Paul Guest. And uh, just a beautiful little baby boy. I've seen a lot of pictures of him. Just uh, excited about uh, what God's done for them. So continue to pray for them. And, and uh, they'll come when it's time. And, of course, I'll give that speech as it gets closer. Don't you go hovering and over that child or that baby. Don't be touching it and putting your finger in his mouth and all that nonsense. You know, you just keep back to them parents give you the nod, okay? We want them to feel comfortable when they come back. So I love Wednesday nights. I love the Word of God. And uh, I am super excited tonight for um, the lesson that's going to be brought to us. Uh, our, our newly licensed minister, Sister uh, Jessica Finley, going to be teaching tonight. So, sis, come on to the podium. Let's give her a hand. Let's get ready to learn about the Word of God tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And I'm thankful to be in the presence of the Lord. It's not everywhere that you go that you feel the presence of the Lord like you do in our house. So I'm thankful for that. Um, I want to give honor to Pastor and Candy. I love them so much. They have been such a tremendous help in my walk with God. And just anything that I need, they're there for me. So thank y'all. I love y'all. Pastor, you just about started preaching my message. I think the Lord did that for me. I think the Lord did that for me because all day today I was like, Lord, is this, is this really what you want me to say? Is this really what you want me to say? Um, but it just shows what a mighty and mindful God we serve. The only wise God, our creator and our savior, the mighty God in Christ. Mm. Let's pray for the word tonight. Jesus, I love you. I thank you for what you're doing, for what you yes, desire Jesus, to do, Lord. Jesus. I just pray that revelation would go forth, Lord, that you would stir our minds by way of remembrance, Lord, each and every person in this house tonight. If there's any human or demonic spirit that would try to hinder what you're doing, I come against it right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that there would be freedom not only for me to minister, but for those to receive tonight. Let your perfect will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. One verse of scripture, and then you can be seated. Um, Acts 4 and 12, this is Peter. He's talking about the name of Jesus. And he says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So there's only, you may be seated, there's only one saving name, and that name is Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So have you, has someone ever been talking to you, and they're like, do you know so-and-so? And they're trying to describe the person, and, and they tell you their name, and you're like, I know their name. This is what I say. I know their name. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know them know them. And so my hope for tonight is that when we leave this house, we will know Jesus, like know him, know him. Yeah. And we will find out more about his name and about who he is. So before the name of Jesus was given, there were several names that God gave to his people that progressively revealed his nature and his ability. When Abraham needed provision, God revealed himself as Jehovah Jireh, his provider. 
When Moses needed an answer to give to the Israelites, God revealed himself as the I Am. When the Israelites needed safety from diseases that were put on the Egyptians, God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha, their healer. When the Israelites needed help defeating the Amalekites, God showed himself as Jehovah Nisi, their banner or their victory. In Exodus 31 and 13, God revealed himself as Jehovah Mekadesh, our sanctifier. When Gideon seen an angel and thought he would die, that's what a lot of people's response in Scripture was when they seen an angel, they thought they would die. Um, And I've never seen one, so that might be my response as well. But the Lord spoke to Gideon. He actually spoke peace to him, and he revealed himself as Jehovah Shalom. In 1 Samuel 1 and 3, God is called Jehovah Saboeth, which means the Lord of hosts. David called the Lord Jehovah Elion, which means the Lord Most High. In Psalm 23, David referred to the Lord as Jehovah Ra, his shepherd. In Psalm 95, the Lord was referred to as Jehovah Hosanu, which means our maker. Jeremiah called the Lord Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. And lastly, Ezekiel called the Lord Jehovah Shema, which means the Lord is present. These are all compound names of God that reveal his nature and his ability and his character. In Isaiah 7 and 14, the Lord is speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he says, Therefore the Lord, shall give himse- the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Two chapters later, uh, the Lord is still speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he says that that same son will be the mighty God and will be the everlasting father. So how does this have anything to do with Jesus? Well, in Matthew chapter 1, where it's talking about the lineage of Christ, and it's talking about his birth, verses 21 through 23, it says, And she, speaking of Mary, shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So the Lord spoke to the prophet Isaiah and then spoke again in Matthew that that son that was given would be the mighty God, the everlasting father, God with us. Jesus is the final name that was given. It's a final revelation of God's name, and it means Jehovah our salvation or Jehovah Savior. It's another compound name, just like the other names that I listed. God progressively revealed his name until the name of Jesus was given. Jesus is the full revelation of God's name. It is the highest, most exalted name ever given to humanity. Just as Jehovah in the Old Testament progressively revealed more about his nature and his name by responding to the needs of his people... In the New Testament, Jesus fully revealed the nature and names of God through miracles, healings, casting out of demons, and forgiveness of sins. Not only does the Word declare that Jesus is Jehovah, but Jesus declared the Father's name by his works. For by them he proved that he was the incarnation of the Father, Jehovah of the Old Testament. So these are the instances where the Word declares that Jesus is Jehovah. Hebrews 10 says that Jesus is our provider. James 5 says that Jesus is our healer. James 8 says that Jesus is the I am. 
1 Corinthians 15 says that Jesus is our banner and our victory. Ephesians 5 says that Jesus is our sanctifier. John 14 says that Jesus is our peace. James 5 also says that Jesus is the Lord of hosts or the Lord of the Sabaoth. Luke 1 and 32 says that Jesus is the most high. John 10 says that Jesus is our shepherd. John 1 says that Jesus is our maker. And 1 Corinthians 1 says that Jesus is our righteousness. And lastly, Matthew 28 says that the Lord is present. So not only does the word declare that Jesus is Jehovah, but Jesus' works declare that he is Jehovah. Jesus operated as Jehovah Jireh when he fed the 5,000. Jesus operated as Jehovah Rapha when he healed the woman with the issue of blood, when he cleansed the lepers, and when he opened the blinded eyes. Jesus operated as Jehovah Nisi when he was the banner for the woman caught in the very act of adultery. Jesus operated as Jehovah Shalom when he spoke peace to the storm when the disciples were afraid. And it's interesting to me that the Lord spoke peace to Gideon and Jesus also spoke peace to the disciples. And both times where he was operating as Jehovah Shalom, he spoke peace to those that were hearing and listening. Jesus operated as Jehovah Ra when he was a shepherd to his disciples for three and a half years. And lastly, Jesus operates as Jehovah Shema, being present when he dwells with us and in us by the Holy Ghost. We know that God is spirit. There is only one spirit, and all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Jesus. Therefore, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is that same spirit that dwelt in the man, Christ Jesus. So Jesus was fully man, and he was fully God. In John 14, Jesus explains that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, would come and dwell with and in the disciples. And in that same chapter, Jesus reveals himself as the Comforter or the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the culmination of all the Old Testament names of God. We have access to all the names and the revelations that God gave of himself and of his nature through the name of Jesus. Through the name of Jesus, you have access to every attribute and every nature that God has ever revealed. Jesus is not the second subordinate person in the Godhead. Jesus is Jehovah manifest in the flesh. There are not three distinct persons in the Godhead. There is one God. There has only ever been one God. From the beginning, God taught his people that he was one, not three In one, but one. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Throughout Scripture, Jehovah declares his oneness. He says, There is no God with me. There is none like thee. Neither is there any God beside me. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. This is the Lord speaking. He says, I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. Beside me, there is no Savior. We know that Jesus, his name means Jehovah Savior. And that means that Jesus, Jehovah Savior, is not beside God. That means Jesus, Jehovah Savior, is God. The Lord also says, I am the Lord that makes all things, that stretches forth the heavens alone. I am the Lord and there is none else. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. 
God used, he always used very strong singular language to identify himself. I was talking to a pastor about this the other day. The Lord showed me this, and I just thought it was super cool. Um, in Exodus 3 and 14, God instructs Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And Moses asked the Lord, he says, who am I going to say sent me? And God said, tell them the I am sent you. And what's so special about the I am is that name, I am, was only given to one. It's a sacred name that was meant for Jehovah. Uh, I am means I was, I am now, and I will be. In John 8 and 58, Jesus tells the Jews that he's talking to, he says, before Abraham was, I am. It's, it's in two different languages, but it's translated as the same exact word with the same exact meaning. Um, and that name is so sacred, and it's reserved only for Jehovah. And again, in John 10, they wanted to stone Jesus after Jesus said, I and my Father are one. That one in the Greek means one numerically, not one as in unification, but one as in one number. Jesus asked the Jews, for what good work would they stone him? And they answer him saying, this is verse 33, it's a New Living Translation is what I'm reading out of. The Jews reply and they say, we're not stoning you for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus was speaking to monotheistic Deuteronomy 6 and 4 believing Jews. The Jews knew who Jesus was claiming himself to be, and this is why they wanted to stone him. They did not believe that Jesus was claiming to be a second person in the Trinity. They knew he was declaring his deity. Again, there are not three persons. There are not three spirits. There is only one God. His name is Jesus. And the way that he dwells in our hearts is as the Holy Ghost. God, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was one God in the Old Testament for Israel, and he's one God today as Jesus for those who have been grafted in. He changes not. The creator of all humbled himself by putting on flesh. The blood of bulls and goats could not suffice for the atonement of our sins, and neither would the blood of a second subordinate person in the Godhead. We needed the blood of our creator, our maker, We needed the blood of the one that we sinned against to atone for our sins. If you look at it this way, if I were to steal $100 from Jamie and I got home and I was feeling guilty about it and then I like just showed up at Candy's house and I'm like, Candy, I just stole $100 from from Jamie, but I'm giving the money back to you. Um, I'm making it right. Like, did I really make it right? No, because I did not go back and redeem myself to the person that I first sinned against. We know that God is spirit, and he does not have blood. But this is why he robed himself in flesh as Jesus and died for our sins. Jesus was not just the son of God, but he was God in flesh. There were no Trinitarian believing Jews in Jesus' day. Trinitarianism did not originate out of Christianity. The Egyptians, the Sumerians, the Babylonians, the Romans, the Greeks, the Assyrians, and even today, Hindus, Buddhists, and Taoists worship one God split into three persons. 
In Exodus 32, after the Ten Commandments were given, Moses was on the mount and Israel made a golden calf as their God. Now listen, in Exodus 20 is when the Ten Commandments were first given. And some of them were, and I'm paraphrasing, no other gods before me, don't create any graven images, hello golden calf, Um, don't bow yourself to them or serve them because I am a jealous God. That's what the Lord said. God gave his people a direct word and a direct warning because he knew what they were brought out of. Egypt has numerous gods and goddesses portrayed as golden cows, as calves, and as bulls. Israel stole that idea from Egypt. I can imagine the Israelites, as they're waiting on Moses to come back down from the mount, looking for direction, looking for instruction on what to do or where to go, or, you know, they're just frustrated. They're waiting on the man of God to come back. And they remember back in their minds, I remember in Egypt when, they would, when the Egyptians would pray to these certain gods, they would have this, this, and this happen. So Israel ignored God's word. They were impatient with God's man, and they looked to Egypt for instruction on how to serve and identify their God. There are still today some Christians who are unknowingly looking to Egypt to identify their God. We are in a scary place when we don't allow the word of God to be enough. When we still look to Egypt for identification of our God. The word of God does not ever even mention the word Trinity. It's not in here. You can't find it. The apostles never did anything in the name of Jesus. Excuse me. They never did anything in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Everything they did was in the name of Jesus. Mainly because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles. They're not names. So the apostles knew who Jesus was, and they knew that Jesus was the only saving name. Peter and John met the man who was, at, who was lame from birth. And what did they say to him? Pastor said it earlier. Silver and gold have I not, but such as I have I give unto thee. I can imagine Peter saying, I don't have a temporary fix for you, but what I do have is the name. And in that name is everything that you need. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Healing was in that name. Peter and John were preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus. They testified before the elders of Israel and the rulers of the people in the name of Jesus. Peter commanded us to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The apostles continued steadfastly in the doctrine in the name of Jesus. They broke bread in his name. One scripture said Peter preached by Jesus. Preached peace by Jesus. Paul cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Paul baptized John's disciples in the name of Jesus. The seven sons of Sceva didn't say, we adjure you by the Trinity who Paul preaches. What did they say? What they said was, we adjure you by Jesus who Paul preaches. They knew that there was power in the name of Jesus. Of course not for them because they had no relationship to the name. They were just trying to look big and bad. But everything that the early church done was in the name of Jesus. All power in heaven and in earth and under the earth lies in the name of Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
This is why we worship and pray in the name of Jesus. This is why we preach and teach and baptize in the name of Jesus. This is why we declare healing in the name of Jesus. It's the only saving name. Peter knew that money was not what the lame man truly needed. It would have helped him, but it would not have healed him. But Peter had the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus was all that the lame man truly needed. Sometimes, and I'm, ta- I'm speaking of myself included, sometimes we want God to give us something to aid us in our situation or to deliver us from our situation. But God is saying, that's too small. If you would just apply my name, if you would just apply the name of Jesus to your situation, I would deliver you. I'm closing if you want to stand with me. And this is why you can be in a dark and dry place. You can be scared and alone, maybe even confused and frustrated. Maybe you don't even know where to start or what to say. But if you can just call out that name. If you can just call on the name of Jesus, everything I need will saturate my entire being when I just call out that name. If all you have the strength to do is call out the name of Jesus, that makes me think of the woman with the issue of blood. All she could do was crawl to Jesus and grab the hem of his garment. If all you can do is grab the hem of his garment tonight, there is deliverance, there is healing, and there will be peace for you in the name of Jesus. From a place of fear, I can cry out, Jesus, and he will meet me with peace. I think of blind Bartimaeus. When people were walking by, people were passing him by, and he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. All he did was call on the name of Jesus, and the Lord met him right where he was at. From a place of depression, I can call on the name of Jesus, and I can be met with comfort and deliverance. From a place of hurt, I can call out the name of Jesus, and I will be met with healing. From a place of confusion, I can call out the name of Jesus, and I will be met with wisdom and understanding. From a place of spiritual drought, I can call out Jesus, and I will receive resurrection and living water. Everything we need is in that name. Every need can be met through the name of Jesus. The same God that brought Israel through the Red Sea is the same God that shed his blood for you and me. The same God that brought water from the rock is the same God that gave us living water to sustain us in these last days. What do you need tonight? Do you need healing? Do you need deliverance? Do you need peace? Do you need comfort? Do you need wisdom and understanding? What you need will be found when you apply the name of Jesus to your life. I want to open these altars. If you have a need tonight, come tonight and call on the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in 
on, this is your night. Just begin to call on that name in faith. Start crying out. Start crying out just like Bartimaeus did. Come on, what's motivating you tonight? What do you need? How bad do you need it? What's your desire tonight? Claim it. Speak it in the name of Jesus.
you go ahead and lift your hands. If you've got the Holy Ghost, just let the Holy Ghost begin to speak right now. Come on, the glory of God's in this house. Lift up a praise to Jesus. Praise his name. Hallelujah. His name is worthy to be praised. No other name given. You'll never find what you have found in Jesus in any other name. Jesus. Come on, the Lord ain't done in this house yet. Oh no! Until you lift your hands and begin to call on that name, God's gonna come through. He's gonna meet you right where you are. Call his name! Call his name! Let the voice of worship and praise be loud in this house. Let it be like instruments of music. Lift your voice like a trumpet, the scripture said. Let the praise and worship of the saints be like music in this house. 
The sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of praise. but they know and love you so much. Sister Donna said, you know, Sister Candy prays for us, and we don't even know all the times she's praying for us. We know she gets tired and weary, and we want to return that on her tonight. I appreciate that, Sister Donna. It means a lot to me. Ladies, that would, just gather around my wife tonight and, and lay your hands upon her and call the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus over her right now. That's it, guys. Stretch your hands this way and pray for her.
Thank you, Jesus. Lift up a voice of praise to him. Hallelujah. Lift a voice of praise, a hand clap of praise to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My, what a wonderful presence. What an awesome display of power of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. When Solomon built the house of the Lord, says it was a house that was dedicated to his name. It was where the Lord would put his name. And because it was a place where he would put his name, the, the glory filled the temple so that the priest could not even stand to minister. Well, the scripture says that when we get in his presence, two or three get there, there he is in the midst. He's not anonymous. His name is Jesus. You can't preach about the name of Jesus and not have this. <laughs> you, you start preaching about the name of Jesus and, and who God is and the revelation of, of this one true God. This is what you're going to have happen because you'll find out that it is all in him. I'm not going to preach, but I'm, I just thought of this scripture. And why that name is so important so important because um, Sister Jessica and I talked about some of this when she was working on this message we would talk just briefly about some things but I said you know a lot of people don't see this as a topic that really even needs teaching when you see what people are missing because it is important Paul said to the church he said you beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ God in Christ for in him Christ Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and ye are complete in him I'm telling you everything you need your completeness your fullness your wholeness is going to be found in him. That's why uh, that Paul, he, I am determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm going to preach what gets the results. And when you preach the name of Jesus, for in him there is no there's salvation, there is salvation in no other name. It's, it's him. What, we, we know what, what can wash away your sins, nothing but the blood of See, we don't just stop and say, well, it's just the blood. We know it's the blood of Jesus. The name is attached to the blood. The blood is attached to the name. It was the blood of Jesus that purchased us, the blood of Jesus that washes us. It's that blood of Jesus that never loses its power. So we've got to have the name. We've got to have the name of that one true God. I'm thankful. You won't hear a finer lesson taught on oneness than what you heard tonight. That was tremendous. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand for that. 
I can't wait for that to get on the podcast because people's going to need to hear that. I can't wait. When that gets on the podcast, I hope everybody will share the link for it because people need to hear about the name of Jesus. Sister Jessica, that was tremendous tonight. Praise God. I thank Jesus for what he's done in this place tonight. I'm thankful for what God's done in everyone here tonight. Oh, it's just Wednesday night. Boy, I love Wednesday night. I love, see, it's the way Wednesday night ought to be. I love it. Praise God. God's good. Hey, this Sunday, uh, evangelist Doug Smith will be here preaching on Sunday. I'm super excited about this. Invite somebody to church. If you hadn't received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, then you make plans to do that. And we're going to be ready Sunday to baptize people and see them feel the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Amen. Just like the Bible says. Praise God. We love you tonight. Let Sister Jessica know what a great job she did. God bless you and you can be dismissed in Jesus' name.